Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You already know what time it is. Time it is. It's that official time. When we take this worldwide. So now it's time to turn it up Surf the radio waves as we begin to burn it up We all up in your area like landscape Definitely bringing you the power slam and pancakes It's the mandate that you tune in It's time to move out so we can move in And recognize that this is no illusion I'm here to clear the air so that there is no confusion It all started off in the book of Genesis When Jacob was wrestling with who he thought was his nemesis And when the man saw he couldn't overpower him He touched his hip but he really couldn't have devoured him And from that point then we hear a name change Rearrange the game so now we gotta change uh, so I'm here to let you know it's time to listen to the Pancake and Power Slam show. Let's go! Turn it up, turn it up, it's the Pancake and Power Slam. Turn it up, turn it up, it's the Pancake and Power Slam. Turn it up, turn it up, it's the Pancake and Power Slam show. Uh. Turn it up, turn it up, it's the Pancake and Power Slam. Turn it up, turn it up, it's the Pancake and Power Slam. Turn it up, turn it up, it's the Pancake and Power Slam show. Uh. Turn it up. Gentlemen, we are here. We are live, indeed, 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 live in the living color, getting funking like a monkey, if you will. Pancakes and Power Slam Show, 159 episodes. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to give a special, special, special thank you to every single person who supported through. Whatever means through the We Are Wrestling .net live stream, through the uh, PW Mania, through Beach Report, through the Crave Wrestling Facebook page, um, just whatever means you supported. I want to give a special, special, special thank you to every single person who decided to to just support. And I'm so excited. I'm so honored that you all would be able to just give the type of support that you did. I'm humbled. I'm so humbled, and I'm just really, really excited about the future and what you did to really, really make me encouraged for the three-year anniversary. Uh, the Patriot Del Wilkes was absolutely phenomenal, and I just had a really, really good time. Got so many positive Ray reviews over the Patriot Del Wilkes and uh just people leaving me messages, personal messages about how good the the interview was and how good he he was as a guest host and you know, I think I I I think that we've had in the past two years we've had such an amazing batch of wrestlers that 
we've interviewed. I mean, uh, you know, Eliza Burks, your uh, Caprice Coleman, Crimson, Onyx, Moose. Um, again, I usually forget a few. Matt Taven was phenomenal. My boy Tyler Rex was just absolutely amazing. Of course, we had Carlito. And, um, again, I'm sure Hanson was awesome. And just the, the amazing bats that we have uh, that we've interviewed the past three years, I'm so humbled and so honored. i tell you what, nobody, no, nobody out of the whole amazing bunch, nobody gave some just good old school, almost 30 years ago stories like the Patriot Dale Wilkes. And it was, it was so amazing, so awesome to really sit back and enjoy just hearing the, the man talk about just, you know, 30 years ago, <laughs> was, you know, Derek and I, 30, <laughs> 30, 30 years ago, Derek and I uh, were, you know, still trying to uh, read full sentences and so, you know, it was absolutely amazing. You know, Derek and I and all the Crave Wrestling staff are so humbled that you all will just continue to support us. And, I mean, I'll tell you what, you guys really keep us ticking. And we we just are humbled by your support, humbled by net support, humbled by Bleach Report, and all the other amazing websites that we affiliate ourselves with. So continue to support, continue to support the Crave Wrestling Twitter at Crave Wrestling. Continue to support the Crave Wrestling Facebook page that is just, I'll tell you what, you, you want to talk about support. I mean, just, I just started really just full on, you know, uh, paying attention to that, uh, to the to website as far as daily news. We would, you know, when we first started to be like a lot of trivia involved and occasional recaps, but, you know, uh, just the, the past, I would say, year or so, I really started targeting on, from an internal standpoint, I was writing for all other websites and, and reporting news, but, you know, I wasn't paying attention to my own stuff. And so really started paying attention to the Crave Wrestling Facebook page. And since then, I mean, we're over 2,000 uh, likes and, and counting. I mean, it just it, it continues to grow. So we're very thankful. Uh, just words can't express the gratitude that we have. And with that being said, I'm bringing my boy, the best co-host on the planet, Derek. It is so amazing to have you tonight, sir. I tell you what, man, Crave Wrestling is making some moves and Crave Wrestling, I tell you, it, it, it's so amazing to really experience this movement of Crave Wrestling and Pancakes and Power Sam's. I'm so glad that you've joined me the past three years. And, man, we, we're, we're having so much fun. It's so infectious, and we're just going to continue to have even more fun. And three years is not enough time. I mean, it seems like we've been doing it forever. But, um, yeah, hopefully we'll be on here talking 30 years from now. Or um, doing whatever we're doing, still as we're long as long as we're still in the wrestling, and uh, bringing it to the masses, bringing it to the uh, podcast crowds and everybody. This is Pancake Power Slams. Thank you so much for your support. It's been an absolutely wonderful trip. I know Chris appreciates it. I love. I appreciate it. And uh, just the interviews that he's brought to us, and especially the one last week, was just you know was, to me he's a he's a legend. I mean I just he's still in my mind. I think about him. 
um, when I'm thinking about that era with uh, the Canadians and everything. So I mean, it was a lot of fun and made a big impact. And that interview is just what I needed just to say, I mean, this is pancakes and power slams is where it's at. Absolutely. And I said last week that we we're going to talk about, we're going to catch up on some lost time the past few weeks. Um, we still haven't talked about the Hall of Fame. Uh, we still haven't talked about, uh, and then last week, you know, it was Chris Jericho's podcast with uh, with uh, John Cena. So we're going to talk a little bit about that right now. And first off with the Hall of Fame, it was it was great. Uh, I had a good time uh, uh, with, with watching the Hall of Fame. Certainly wasn't one of the best uh, Hall of Fame classes that uh, I've experienced it, um, but you know it it was it was interesting. And Kevin Nash being the last recipient of the Hall of Fame wasn't a big fan of that. No. Don't, you know, don't get me wrong. Kevin Ash certainly begin, deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. I, I definitely think, you know, not necessarily a headliner, but you know, he's definitely Hall of Fame worthy. You know, I, I'm a, you know, Randy Savage was was the pick for me as far as being the headliner for uh, the Hall of Fame, and the Poffo tribute to Randy Savage was absolutely amazing. The poems that he read was awesome. And I certainly believe that uh, uh, it, it was a really good send off to the, the really the legend of, of Randy Savage. And, you know, you have so many people saying, you know, why did it take this long? And so many people thinking so many things as far as why it took so long. And of course, you know, I'm one of those people too, as far as just really, Wondering why it took so long, but it, it was good though. It, it was really good. I had a really good time watching it, and and Poffo send off to to Savage. The video package was really good, um, and, and it was good. I tell you what though, um, the most controversial part of the night was you know, Rikishi, and I've heard many different things from different people, many many different sources of why. Actually, try to reach out to Scotty Tuhati. He hasn't um, his his uh, people's hasn't. Uh, we haven't confirmed anything yet. But yeah, I you know <laughs> I wanted to give him a a, a chance to voice. I, I haven't reached out to Brian Lawler yet, but I, I think I may hear soon. But I certainly I reached out to Scotty because he posted that tweet. But just no mention of too cool, and, and you know I'm. I'm a, I'm a New Souls fan. I'm a New Souls advocate. I've made that very clear for a long time now. But and, it, and I understand that's his boys, and he wanted to, you know, be with the Hall of Fame, you know, with his boys. I get it. I'm okay with it. But just no reference to Too Cool. I mean, there would be no, there would be no Too. There if, if there were no Too Cool, there would be no Rikishi. Now, granted, you know, he was around much before, but Rikishi is in the Hall of Fame, not Fatu from the Head Shrinkers, not Make a Difference, you know, Fatu, not the Sultan. You know, none of those gimmicks, none of those – well, Fatu from the Head Shrinkers wasn't necessarily a failed gimmick, but 
it def- definitely wasn't as popular from a standalone standpoint as Rikishi was. And, of course, the Sultan was a disaster. And to make a difference, Fatu was absolutely a disaster. It, it, it was kind of backhanded to me for him not to make any any mention of Too Cool when Too Cool was really what bought him, you know, what really brought him to the dance. And a bit backhanded. There's many speculations going around of why he didn't do it. There's some, some dissension that he had, some animosity, blah, 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 blah. There's many things. Regardless, this is your moment. You only have one Hall of Fame speech in your life. And not to mention, Too Cool was, was pretty bad. Zabisco's speech was just kind of all over the place to me. Um, wasn't a big fan of it. Uh, Tatsumi Fujinami, you know, got to show some sympathy to the guy. He didn't know much English, and he was uh, even um, he, he was even poorly reading what was on, you know, the, the, the paper for him. But, you know, all that aside, he was you – know, Ric Flair called him the best Japanese wrestler um, ever, but I wouldn't necessarily agree with that. I think Chono and Muda – would 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 debate would debate that Kensuke Sasaki as well, but um, John Baba as well, but I I think it was I think he deserves it. Fujinami was awesome. I remember back in the early '90s when he was going against Flair and he created the Dragon Sleeper and so forth. I get it. I'm cool with it. Um, but my favorite of the night was uh, uh, Medusa was really good too. Her, her speech was very controversial and very interesting. Uh, the, the, without without question, my favorite of the night was the Bushwhackers. I the Bushwhackers speech was hilarious, and just the very the very fact that just Bushwhacker uh, Butch still has it on the mic. I mean, his mic skills are as good as they were, even better as they were twenty five years ago. And just, I mean, I literally laughed out loud when he mentioned, uh, but he, he being in the Royal Rumble for twenty minutes, twenty bloody minutes, as he says, and Luke goes in there, goes in the Royal Rumble, gets right back out, and you know, we we got paid the money, you know, it, it was just, and he's talked about got paid the same amount of money. It was just, it was phenomenal. As much as I was like, ah, the Bushwhackers in the Hall of Fame, I don't know. Just, you know, their tenure as the Sheep Herders, I'm glad that they mentioned that. I'm glad Lauren Nidus inducted them to the Hall of Fame because it, it was very fitting because he was the flag bearer for them. And so it was good. I, I think that the – I think that the um, Bushwhackers, and I've watched many, many Hall of Fames, I definitely think the Bushwhackers was one of the best speeches Hall of Fame that I've ever witnessed. It was absolutely amazing to me. Uh, yeah, it was great. It was a good Hall of Fame, nice ceremony. We even went on kind of long. I'm glad I wasn't yeah. really sitting there in the crowd or else I'd be going antsy and nuts. And <laughs> but um, it was not, I agree with the uh, putting Kevin Nash as the last one. Should have been Randy Savage. Um, not sure why they did that, but they did. I don't know. And the uh, thing about the Rikishi, I'm with you, and I think a lot of people voice that. Uh, it's just not fair for him not to mention uh, too cool. So it's, you know, 
again, like you were saying, he's not in there as Fa too. He's in there as Rikishi. And all of his other bogus gimmicks he's had in the past, that's the one that stuck with him. That's the one that made him famous, and who did he have at his side? It's the same thing. I mean, it's it's kind of a – that was me. If I was a big two hottie, Scott Taylor, and I was a Brian Christopher, I'd be upset. I would be. I'd, yeah. I'd call out on it. So he did. I believe uh, what Scott Taylor did. So. Yep, sure did. He did. He called him out rightfully so because, uh, you know, like I said, he brought him to the dance. And then, uh, real quick on the on the Chris Jericho podcast, uh, it was you know, and, and of course, I'm a Jericho guy, Jericho through and through. I've I've, I've listened to many of Jericho's podcasts. I, you know, listened to his podcast with uh, Shawn Michaels, and um, I've listened to his podcast um, with with many with uh, uh, JBL and many uh, different wrestlers in his day during his podcast time and i i mean this is not you know uh, even the paul Heyman one was good as well um this was not a, a, a talk is jericho podcast you can you can tell the difference between talk is jericho and Live with Chris Jericho, the, the WWE version. I tell you what, I was watching that and I was like, "Man, come on! You have to. What? Where is the the, the grittiness? Where is the away from kayfabe and stepping a little bit into reality here? Like it just, it was too kayfabeish to me. It, it was just too, you know, glorifying John Cena." You know, and John Cena, I mean, he has some decent stories, which, you know, the stories were decent, but it was like a pep talk. I mean, most of the interview was just a pep talk saying, well, you you got to have it. You got to have, you know, some, you, you got to go against, you know, what they're saying, and you got to, you know, just be bold and say whatever you got to say. And I agree with Vince about the brass ring, and I agree with Vince. And I'm just like, Come on, man. I, I really don't think that Steve Austin would have a lot of the skirting around, you know, and skating around things slide as far as just kind of giving a, you know, uh, an encouraging, you know, pep rally style answer to a lot of the questions that were given. You know, he he, he went out of kayfabe a couple of times, you know, to address some things. But uh, uh, as a whole, I, I wasn't impressed. And sadly, because Chris, Chris Jericho's my boy. I mean, without question, Jericho's my boy. But, uh, you know, I I would rather listen to Austin's podcast. You know, the one with Vince and the one with Triple H was very good. And there's even been reports that, Vince, you know, one of the big reasons why Vince, uh, one of the reasons why Austin's podcast isn't aired on the WWE Network and Jericho uh, took place instead is, one, because he didn't want to do the, the tough enough thing again. And one of the biggest reasons was because uh, he mentioned, Vince didn't like the stepping away from kayfabe style um podcast that that Austin was presenting. 
And that's what we that's what we as fans that's what we wanna hear. And, you know, they, I wasn't very impressed and I, I really hope that the next time they do this and the next host uh, next uh uh interviewee that they have I really hope that it gets more out of kayfabe and not just rehash stories to give pep talks about new talent. Yeah, and I was able to listen to a little bit of the Jericho podcast. It was uh, it was decent. It doesn't have that same uh, intensity that Stone Cold puts into it. I right. mean, that's just old, that's his character. However, it's um, too kayfabe. It seems like Vince McMahon and the WWE is so uptight. I mean, you see all the time yeah. the complicated signs and telling people not to dress like old superstars for going to be in the first round. I mean, it's just ridiculous. And they're yeah. really getting away from that. I remember back in the 90s, I mean, everybody had a sign. I mean, the signs that you'd read them, and wow, yeah, came to Daniel. I can't believe it. That's why that was never happened today. But, uh, they just seem to be uptight, and they're really digging into the PG thing, and they're taking it a little too far to where it's still it's it's not appealing that much to me when you do that to your fan base. Yeah, I to- I totally agree. I absolutely agree. We we want to know, you know, the the, the backstage. Politics. We want to know. We want that stuff to be exposed. I mean, that's what really makes it. Uh, that's what really brings the element of reality in something that we already know that's scripted. And so, you know, listening to, you know, I got in a fight with this person, or me and this person was at odds. And I know Cena didn't mention a little bit about the rock. You know, I I get it. And and those stories were okay, but you know, it's something that we definitely want to hear as fans, you know, to get a little bit deeper into it. So, but yeah, that's our recap of uh, Jericho podcast and hall of fame. Uh, We're, we will be getting into raw right after this. Bring what you got. The measuring stick just changed around here, buddy. You're looking at it. Four corners, three, our mind. Let's go. The whole squad is making it clear. We taking this year. You know who we are, but you don't know why we here. So this is where the big boys play. These big boys play like who defies the living God. Get out the big boys' way. Outsiders with the swoop in. We live as kings. You see in us, but our third man waits in the wings. And when the time is right, we shock him with the proper attack. I go for dolo, but ain't solo. Cut the promo in black. Hollywood, Hendrix, Prizzle, pinning them. To the max. And I'm Das Wonderkin with the strength of a hundred men. With one intent to see the will fulfilled of the one who sent his son to give himself. But you rap about your gas and your rags torture. White coffins when I drop a bomb. My mic's awesome, never lost faith. You in all space, you can all skate, suffer but never cripple. No bin walls in my cross face. From here to Saturday, raving, anticipating. I was frostbit, now I am glacier, mixed with some Vader. Get to hawking with these animals using. God for my defense in Alabama We jamming, that's beautiful Bobby eating me and Priest We the dangerous alliance, nah, the Harlem Heat Tie the do-rag before we do battle You're talking shit, you all what you speak This too, still a is 
took backs, we reppin' that wolf pack. The foundation shaking, no mistaking, yeah, we shook that. Trust in God, we trust, pushing forward, never look back. Meekness ain't at all weakness, some people mistook that. Stampin' out this crook rap, he turnin' the power on. On the razor's edge, leg drop after a power bomb. Tired of the lies, man, we bringin' the truth through. Diligent and fruitful, the owners in our group too. It's good to be king, sold out this war is brutal. We playing them war games, our army go move too. You too, I'm in the Raptors with a bat in my hand. And stand to shatter all your plans so they don't matter. In the grand scheme, it's that easy. We tag teaming, Steiner brothers, we love it. Demand the win, establish it. This the clash of the champions. <laughs> this is where the big boys play, huh? We ain't here to play. O2 Stadium, O2 Arena in London, England, London, UK. Tour that the WWE has uh, typically every year. And, of course, the the England crowd, man, they uh, usually go out (laughs) usually every year. And, you know, Cena got the... The, the the baby face pops by saying London, you know, the WrestleMania should be in London. I am not a fan at all of smart crowds. I think it just, I think smart crowds just really defame the essence of pro wrestling. Now I know that, you know, there's been an evolution of pro wrestling. I get it. But at the same time, like, I think, I think we just still need to respect the art of pro wrestling and still uh, respect the, the, the purpose of, the script writing is to have bad guys and good guys and bad guys bully the good guys and the good guys prevail. And I think that's really, at the end of the day, that's what what it's about. And smarky crowds kind of, kind of try to reinvent it, but don't do a good job. Just kind of look weird in the, in the process, but you know, we're going to have smarky crowds, and so you know it's it's interesting. Uh, it it we should analyze them. So, London, UK, London is is certainly a smarky crowd, but it's a different type of smarky crowd because you know the English is really big about football or soccer, and um, man, you can tell. You, you can definitely tell that uh, the 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 soccer crowds, you know the. the London and, and the whole England and UK and, and European crowds are just phenomenal as far as just, you know, constant excitement. And us here in the States, you know, we really don't, you know, we we really don't appreciate the, um, we really, we really don't appreciate the, when, when, when arenas and when, when, wrestling crowds come to us and, and someone on the we are wrestling.net um said yeah soccer the reason i said football is because you know um football is french for for soccer and uh that's the europe that's you know and and, and france is in europe so um <laughs> but yeah we it, it's, it's still fun you know it, we still have a good time but the European crowd is just a whole different, uh, you know, animal. So it, it's it's interesting to see it there. So we started with uh, John Cena promo before we we had a question. We had a uh, a trivia request on the RealWrestling.net chat room. So we will certainly go ahead and do that. What uh, name three 
of Chris Jericho's five tag team championship partners. Name three of Chris Jericho's five tag team championship partners. All right, let's start with Raw. We have uh, John Cena, as uh, Santino would say. John Cena promo, and open uh, another open challenge, as, uh, as he's been doing every week. Bot News Barrett accepts, of course, and to you know, to to the amazement of the the European crowd in London. Um, Bad News Barrett, hey, I haven't I haven't even done anything yet. Is what he says, and yeah, it, it's really fun to to see that. And Cena and Barrett, good match. I you know I and. You know, speaking about this, a lot of people complain about John Cena's, you know, work, ring work. I think in the 10 years that he's been with the WWE, I think this right here, this U.S. title run, this could be the most maturing of his ring work that we've seen. Now, granted, I've seen, I've said it many times, I'm not a Cena fan whatsoever, but we we kind of got we kind of got to get out of the whole you know Cena can't wrestle thing. Now he's not a good wrestler and he's very stiff, but he's had you know like I said before he's had some good feuds with uh, with Edge and he's had some good feuds with with Eddie Guerrero, Shawn Michaels, Triple H, Batista. So you know he's he's had his fair share of of good you know good matches. CM Punk is a good one. Daniel Bryan's another one. So we can't can't really say that John Cena, you know, can't wrestle. He's not very athletic in the ring, uh, but he does have a better. You can tell that his psychology is increasing very much, and I think finally we get a, an opportunity to see John Cena improve his wrestling skills, and we've seen that with Stardust. We've seen that with Dean Ambrose, and we've seen that with with Wade Barrett uh, at on Raw. It was a good match; it was a solid match, and I, and I really don't have anything to say about it. And and it really and it appears now that John Cena has put the the slingshot stunner that he move that he does. Um, that I think I think Michael Cole, you know, say I think Michael Cole referenced it as there's that move. I mean, you can't say stunner. What's, what's the problem? WWE made it the stunner name, so yeah. Why, why would why would that be an issue? I guess they don't want to promote Steve Austin, but it is a stunner. It's known to be a stunner. So, you know, slingshot, neck breaker, maybe slingshot, jawbreaker, whatever you want to do it, but don't really refer to it as that move. But it was a solid match. You know, I really don't have much negative to say about it, if anything, really. Uh, Rusev uh, sneak attacks post-match, and Lana tells Cena that the match at uh, Extreme Rules would be a Russian chain match. And I immediately thought of Nikita Koloff, and I always, you know, for, for weeks after weeks after weeks, you know, I've, you know, compared Rusev with Nikita Koloff, and this really makes it official to me. Because a Russian chain match is, you know, has Nikita Koloff written all over it. So I'm loving the comparison. I think Rusev is a solid character, and they're doing a great job with him. 
Yes, I mean, if he can rebound from WrestleMania, if they do like gimmick matches like this, I understand the uh, Nikita Koloff, you know, and Russian Sickle, and uh, really enjoy it. And I'm thinking it's going to end up to be a pretty good feud. And uh, the John Cena, it's almost like I want to get the bad news bear. What's going to happen with him? I mean, what's he going to be doing? I mean, is, can he really feud with the likes of Ziggler and people like that and still stay prominent noticed in the uh, Intercontinental Champion picture? But I'm, I'm, that's kind of a concern on my end. But with the Rusev, as far as that, I mean, it's still good. I still like it. And I don't think WrestleMania hurt him too much that he can't rebound and still show, uh, have a pretty good feud. Yeah, I, I agree. I think you brought a, a good point there. Got some answers on the chat room. Uh, yes, got two right answers. Uh, all five of them are Chris Benoit, The Rock, Big Show, Edge, and Christian. Those are his five tag team champion partners. Um, play of the week this week. We're going to talk since we're in the London. Since we're talking about London, play of the week this week is we're going to. Uh, go back in time, nearly 23 years ago, to the Wembley Stadium, and we're going to talk some some SummerSlam 1992. So we're going to talk about that card and just uh, uh, to me that was one of the most memorable pay per views that the WWE ever had, and uh, you know just Wembley Stadium in London, England, fantastic, fantastic pay per view. And we'll definitely talk about uh, that uh, in, in, de- in detail at the end of the show. Paige wins the number one contender's Divas Battle Royal. Byron Saxon interviews Paige post-match, and then Naomi makes a heel turn against Paige. I was so dissatisfied with this garbage. I mean, come on. It was absolutely ridiculous, and I and I tweeted about it. Just put put it in this perspective: you have AJ, who just retired, Paige, who reportedly that segment wrote her off for you know a few weeks because she's going to be a part of a movie. You have Natalia, who was a babyface, who slowly. You know, migrating back, slowly migrating into a heel because she's supporting Tyson, uh, Tyson Kidd and Cesaro more. You have Emma, who is a babyface, but is turning heel on NXT against Bailey. So you don't have a clear-cut babyface anymore to represent the babyfaces. The reason why I said it is why the Divas Champion is a heel. So it makes no sense in the Divas division now because you don't have a baby face to go against the Bellas because Paige is going to be gone for a few weeks. So what type of sense does it make? Now, understand that you're turning Naomi Hill right now because the Usos are going to be gone for a while. Jay Uso had surgery. He's going to be out for six months. I don't even know what Jimmy's going to do, but Jimmy Uso is the husband of Naomi, so – it would make sense for Naomi to stay a babyface, come out to manage Jimmy. Naomi had pops. People liked Naomi. She comes out. She manages her husband. Jimmy has a pretty decent mid-card singles run. 
That would make perfect sense. But no, she draws heat in the London crowd, heel turn. Derek, please explain to me what type of sense this makes. You answered your own question. You're asking me about the Divas division. I mean, it's. I mean, we go through this just about every week, Chris. It's it's absolutely ludicrous. It makes no sense. It's it's like they don't know what to do with them. They really don't. They have the reality show. That's all they need to. That's all they know what to do with these. This talent, which there is some talent in there. I won't take anything away from Natalia or Paige or um, what's her name and the other girl that's pretty. <laughs> it's, uh, Helen Hart. <laughs> I just I don't know yeah. what to do. It's it's hard to watch, and you, even a battle royal they manage to screw up and just make it kind of again bathroom break. Yeah, just nothing makes yeah. sense to it, and it's you know. They have a couple there that I could see being really great Divas champions, back to the Tory Wilsons and the Trish Stratuses. But I mean, they just have too many others that just suck, and they're bringing the whole thing down. Yeah. So, yeah. I agree, uh, sadly, because, you know, I'm not anti-Divas. I'm just anti-current Divas as far as the the direction that the WWE's Given us, you've got a lot of good talent. I mean, just okay, just picture it this way Naomi is probably the most athletic person on the Divas roster, very athletic, great wrestler. Natalia speaks for herself, she's the best wrestler with the best lineage on the roster. Paige, good London lineage, young, to me, the face of the Divas division because of her age and because, you know, she at least has 15 years left in her. Um, You have Emma, who's kind of in limbo right now as far as an identity crisis, but, you know, she's a good wrestler. You know, she's, she's not bad. She's actually a pretty solid wrestler of, you know, especially wrestling in NXT is a better, a better chance to see her wrestling ability. You have Alicia Fox, who, uh, not very good to me, but, you know, her her gimmick plays well, just a kind of loony type of gimmick. Alicia has a gimmick. Cameron's Karen's maturing in the ring, so, you know, kudos to her. So you, you have a, 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 a decent solid, and, of course, the Bella Twins are decent, um, but you have a, a good solid talent pool. Uh, Summer Rae is not bad in the ring, but you know she's not she's not very charismatic, and then and that's that's just the WWE main roster. I mean, and then you get to NXT, which has the real talent as far as the the, the good the, the real good talent. Your your uh, your Bailey's, who I think is the new. You know, Mickey James, AJ Lee of the WWE. Please bring her up. She has fantastic music. I love when the when the uh the floats, you know, the the, the blow up the the floats come up and just awesome. She gets people the high, air high fives, she has I'm a hugger shirts, she has the look, she's fantastic. Uh you have of course the champion. Um, you know, she's absolutely amazing. 
Uh, and I think that I think you know she's young too. You know she's around the same age as uh, as, as Paige. And I definitely think uh, uh, the boss, you know, uh, is, is is a great gimmick. You know, she has a look to her. She's she's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> she's really really awesome as far as having a a, a good a good gimmick to her. Um, and, and she has, I mean, similar to Paige, she has a she has a very very good future to her. And. You know, and and I think you know, I understand that they're really trying to, you know, push Sasha Banks right now in, in NXT. I, I I understand it. I'm cool with it. But I tell you, man, you know, she's got a future, just like Paige is concerned. And of course, Charlotte, you know, Ric Flair's uh, daughter. She's uh, she's just she will just blend right in as far as being a main talent. Uh, Becky Lynch is good. Um, Alexa Bliss is good. Uh, you've got Dana Brooke who's coming up. You know uh, who's being debuted. You've got a really awesome talent pool of, of of divas wrestlers or women's wrestlers in NXT that is bound to come up anytime soon. So you've got saying a lack of talent is no excuse because you have the talent. Is just being misrepresented very much. Lucha Drag is defeating the Ascension. Um, I, you know, I'm surprised how old the Lucha Dragons is, but I love it though. I, I, I was a fan of Lucha Dragons uh, in NXT, which I don't understand that they're so over on Raw and SmackDown now, but they're losing. They're, they keep losing a Blake and Murphy on NXT. That, that doesn't necessarily make sense to me, but. Yeah, I, there's there, it still works. They're still very over. I like what I'm seeing uh, on on the main roster. Um, <laughs> ACD anti current divas coined it here. Very interesting comment on the WeAreWrestling.net uh, live stream. Um, but yeah, I you know, Lucha Dragons. I like them. Ascension are, are absolute garbage, and yeah. Failed projects galore with the WWE. Booker, and before we get to Booker T interview or Roman Reigns, I think that they're trying to, I mean, we saw another primetime players um, kind of mockery of, of Los Matadores. I like that they're trying to kind of revive the tag team division. I'm okay with it. It's just that I think we need to see more competition and make the tag team more prominent roles of the evening, you know, instead of just throwing a tag team match in there, have some legitimate build to it, have a good storyline leading into the pay-per-views. Yeah, I understand that. I mean, leading to the pay-per-views, but there's, you know, you have one a month. I mean, pretty much a Monday Night Raw is almost a pay-per-view anymore. Uh, thing I want to say about the Ascension, however, is I'm. You want to talk about the gobbledygooker and the the ding dongs? I think that's what they're called, or the dingling. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm, ding dong. And it's, it's a shame because, I mean, did you think that they would end up like this when they started doing their promos and they first came in? Not necessarily to this degree that I think they'd be this how horribly marketed and portrayed and executed. 
But, uh, yeah, I just lucha, luchadors, I mean, they're, the lucha dragons are phenomenal. They're awesome. I love to see them. I love, I like the 20, or not 20 minutes anymore, but the 10-minute block of just absolute high spots, lucha, liberty, yeah. action. I do. Yeah. I love it. I want to continue to see. Uh, against somebody better than uh, the Ascension, but, you know, put a spike in that. Bring the LWO back. You know, anything possible in the world. <laughs> entertainment that's true that's true that's true yeah i um i think kalisto is as close as to ww uh, to wcw that we can get as far as the lucha libre action uh you know he's not a glorified lucha libre uh uh wrestler he, he's good kalisto's good i wish he was taller i mean just that's just the booker in me i just wish he was taller because Without question, he would be the next Ray Mysterio to me. Like he would, he would be the next, you know, um, he would be the next maxed superstar, the next maxed guy that I would push very highly. But you know, he's just not a convincing heavyweight champion, unfortunately, because I really, really like Kalisto. I enjoy his work. He's probably one of the top five people I enjoy in the ring right now. He does a fantastic job. Booker T interviewing Roman Reigns and the big show interferes from the Jumbotron. He going back and forth with Roman Reigns and then as Reigns is going to the back, Big Show attacks him and Rams you know throws him in the, the, the car and choke slams on the top of the car. I actually liked this segment as much as I was like, ah, Big Show and Roman Reigns. I think it was good. I, I, the reason why I think it was good was because, you know, uh, both of us say, and a whole lot of other people say, you know, we should just, you know, say goodbye to Big Show, and I'm, I'm still standing behind that. But if you're gonna, if he's there, use him to the, use him and just squeeze him until everything out of him, you know, is gone. And I think just building, you know, heat around him. He won the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal and just building around the big show and getting some steam for him to put Roman Reigns over is certainly a good move right now. And him feuding with Roman Reigns and most likely would it be a last man standing match. I think, you know, Big Show has no no pops at all. I mean, he he's a genuine 100% heat magnet. And if you got the London crowd, you know, chanting "You sold out," I mean, that's a very kayfabe chant to a smarky crowd. And it's like, you know, I think that that was helpful. I think it was very helpful, and I think it is very helpful. And really continuing to develop the character of Roman Reigns. So, you know, this this wasn't a good week for Roman Reigns, but I think it was very good. And just and building up the Big Show. Comment on the We Are Wrestling Net chat room. Uh, it, it, it says it makes Big Show look great, but it all gets forgotten when he loses and looks like a jabroni. I think. You know, I think that that's valid, but the only thing is right now they're making him look good. And, and winning the, you know, in hindsight, you know, I wasn't a big fan of him winning the Andre the Giant Battle Royal. But 
thinking a little bit deeper, and we talked about this at the round table as as to WrestleMania, it I'm cool with it. Just because the Battle Royal had absolutely no payoff and had no type of, you know, cash in or no type of reward other than a trophy. And for the sake of Miz and Miz now, Miz and Miz still doing their thing outside of winning the either one of them winning the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal, which is cool, and Big Show winning the Battle Royal to gain steam to put Roman Reigns over. In that sense, it makes more sense that Big Show won. And and in hindsight, from that angle, it makes sense. I'm cool with it. So, you know, if they're doing all this to really push and just kind of really carve a, a solid baby face run from, from Roman Reigns, you know, I'm a Roman Reigns apologist. I'm a Roman Reigns guy, so I'm cool with it. It's fine by me. I mean, it's fine, and it's one of those where Big Show, I mean, he just looks phenomenal when they really want him to look great. But then you got to remember the time when they are going to fire him and he couldn't feed his family and he was crying and sobbing and pulling yeah. uh, Stephanie's pant leg and, no, oh, please help me. I hated that. And it just, to me, it still kind of sits there, and I remember that. When I see the Big Show being, you know, what the Big Show should be and throwing, throwing Roman Reigns around into the car and everything, that was great. I liked it. I loved it when I saw it. That's the Big Show I want to see. But, I mean, you know it's just going to end up, I mean, Roman Reigns, there's no way he's going to lose to the Big Show, at least not legitimately or anything. Oh, it's, I get it, it's a build up to a feud. I mean, the feud's great, I don't hate it, but it's like, it's almost like he might as, Roman Reigns might as well be wrestling Kane or something. So, <laughs> Ooh, that's a low blow for Kane. In my yeah. reality, because they could be more phenomenal than what they are, but they're just not, and they've done so much weak stuff in the past that it's almost, you know, for a smart at least. Yeah, yeah, uh, I, I agree. Um, but I think that uh, I, I think that the steam goes by. Um, yeah, I, I think the steam goes by. A little better. The steam is a little better for um, um, for Kane uh, for for Big Show than it is Kane because Kane is still in the limbo stage. You know, uh, yeah, it, it it's, uh, doesn't make much sense to me if using Kane because Kane is still trying to really find himself and. It still doesn't make any sense, Kane's direction. It seems like they're trying to put him back in the mask. It looks like we might even see another face turn coming around that, you know, really, what does that really mean? But we'll see. We'll see where that goes. Next, we have uh, Randy Orton defeating Kidd and Cesaro after initially going against uh, Cesaro. Disqualification, Kane comes out, changes it to a uh, handicap match. I'm not a big fan of Randy Orton defeating the tag team champions. Now, I really wish that it would have been the Ascension because the Ascension is just absolutely nothing now. So if you're going to just waste a tag team, do that. 
you know, or just J&J Security or somebody like that, if you're just going to waste a tag team, don't have Randy Orton as a singles competitor beat both of the tag team champions in a handicap match. I wasn't a fan of that at all. Um, but, you know, it makes Randy Orton look good. I get it. But Randy Orton didn't need that to, to, to look good. Uh, he could have, you know, the authority could have came out or something like that. And JJ security could have came out and, you know, one, Randy Orton could have been kind of almost winning by pinning one of them. And then JJ security could have came out. Seth Rollins would have got mad at him backstage, you know, this, this and that, but just using, you know, having Randy Orton win at the expense of the tag team champions, that wasn't a very good idea to me. I am so glad you brought that up. I knew you would. I just knew you would. And it, it was just, I can't, that's one of the lowest, dumbest moves that they could have done. And why, how could you do that? Any other time, especially, I mean, against, you have two guys, your champion, your tag team champions against Randy Orton. I understand Randy Orton, he's a future Hall of Famer, he's a big name, big guy. You can't have him beat your tag team champion. And single-handedly. I mean, you just, I would never imagine that. Who would have beaten the Hart Foundation single-handedly back in the day? Who would have beaten the British Bulldog single-handedly? Just, you can't. You can't do that. And it was so, so bad. It was bad for business. It's bad in the back. Who said that was okay? Because whoever said that yeah. was okay and let you go, are you serious? Vince McMahon, take a look at what's going on. You just made your tag team champions look like chumps. And that's yeah. it. I mean, there's nothing else to say about it. It was disgraceful. I hated it. hated every minute yeah. of it. And probably one of the most low points on Raw I can remember in recent history. Yeah. I well said. <laughs> well said. Real quick, um, and and, uh, and I've said this before. We just uh, you know, like like Derek says, ninety minutes is never enough. We just run out of time. But I do want to make sure that you know, a week after our three anniversary, we've had so many awesome, awesome feedback, so many messages, and uh, you know, I do want to promote. Um, I still get messages, you know, galore, as far as. Uh, you know, promoting their the sites, but we just don't have the time. But I do want to make sure that, you know, I show appreciation uh, by promoting a, a site. So, you know, continue to send your message, continue to sum, send and, and submit your request for me to promote either your wrestling website or your wrestling uh, company, your wrestling organization. It's it's free here. We, we do it free on uh, on uh, the Pancakes and Power Slam show. We're all about the people, people power. And so, you know, uh, just continue your submission for us to uh, promote uh, your your endeavors, your wrestling endeavors. So with that being said, um, we want to promote this week Morales Wrestling Inc. Uh, it's a uh, upstarting promotion. Um, the tryouts are going to be this summer to, to join the promotion. And whoever wants to join the promotion, give uh, Luis Morales a call at 509-930-6367. And this to be, it's an indie, it's an upstarting indie promotion. 
they're looking to get some some really good wrestlers, uh, some legendary wrestlers here uh, in their upcoming shows. Uh, tryouts this summer, practicing tryouts this summer. Again, uh, submit your information and uh, give Luis Morales a call at 509-930-637. Again, continue to uh, submit your uh, request for promotion uh, on the Crave Wrestling Facebook page. Like the site, send us a message, and if you make it this week, if you make it you know, that week, kudos to you and your organization or, or our website. Next, we have Dean Ambrose defeating Adam Rose. And this, uh, you know, makes me sad because I don't see any direction at all with with Dean Ambrose. They're just, and I've said this before, they really don't have anything lined up, it seems, for Dean Ambrose. Ever since his heel turn, I mean, ever since his uh, his turn from the Shield to to Babyface, which was good. The Shield is a Babyface six man tag team. It worked. They were over. People liked them. the The split was, you know, a bit surprising, but Rollins recovered very well. As you see, he's the champion now. Reigns recovered very well, as you can see. He won the Royal Rumble, main event at WrestleMania. Ambrose is the third wheel. <laughs> I mean, it's it's really sad because Ambrose probably has the best natural charisma out of all three of them. But I mean, Dean Ambrose is the prime example of what of what happens when you put natural charisma in a beater and in, in pants and jeans. Uh it, it just doesn't work. It just it's not working. People like Ambrose, but it's still not enough to make him important. He feuded with Rollins for the first, you know, few months which worked. Then all of a sudden he got thrown into a feud with Bray Wyatt, which he lost, you know, he Wyatt got the upper hand out of that. He's been going back and forth in limbo. You know, then you got the Barrett feud that ended up Daniel Bryan winning the Intercontinental Championship from Dean Ambrose initially stealing it from Wade Barrett. So he didn't get – I mean, he didn't get – he wasn't successful in that feud. Now they're throwing Luke Harper on him to just – you know, kind of wondering mid-card wrestlers right now. I really don't care about this feud. I mean, granted, you know, they, they've had their history in combat zone wrestling and other indie promotions. I've watched indie matches between John Moxley and Brody Lee. I get it. It's, 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 they'll put on a good show because they've had good matches together and they're two good, solid wrestlers. But there's nothing to look forward to this match. There's no, I mean, it does nothing for either of them, especially Dean Ambrose when they're trying to make him, you know, if, if he's supposed to be one of the top baby faces, a feud with Luke Harper does absolutely nothing for him. And it's very sad because he's so contained right now and there's no direction going with this guy. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, that's, I hate to say that it's a shame, but uh, there's again, it's, there's nothing. He's almost like a glorified Brooklyn brawler. 
I mean, yeah. he, um, <laughs> he's obviously, you know, more popular than Brooklyn Brawler. And wins no, more I wouldn't matches. even say that. I wouldn't even say well, that, though. Because I, Brooklyn Brawler was he, was, he lost all the time. But Steve Lombardi, as a Brooklyn Brawler, I believe – may be debated to be a Hall of Famer because a Brooklyn Brawler was very, very, very popular. And I would even say that he's more popular as a whole than Ambrose. Now, Ambrose gets more cheers, but from a longevity standpoint, uh, Brooklyn Brawler might be a little bit more uh, legendary than Ambrose is. Okay, well, I'm talking April 14, 2015. Dean Ambrose is more popular than the Brooklyn Brawler. Of course he is. Because <laughs> he's really, Brawler's retired. <laughs> I, I couldn't agree more. And if there's no direction for him, I don't know if it's always going to be that way. I mean, I think Ambrose is someone they're going to hold on to for a little bit. I hope so. I mean, it, they'd be stupid not to, but look who I'm talking about, the WWE. They, yeah. <laughs> so... Yeah, I I agree. Him and Luke Harper, there's nothing to look forward to. There's nothing. Yeah, there's nothing. There's no build behind it. And the build, if there's if there is a build, it's a weak build, and it's a a low mid card, if anything. And there's a lot more they have to offer than that. Yeah, I agree, man. Uh, Sadly, they are just not doing anything with the guy. Next, we have. Ha. I'm sure your favorite part of the evening. Aww. We see a we see a, a a baby face turn. He's been teasing it for the past few weeks. He's been feuding with uh, uh, with, with with Adam Rose. Um, but yeah, man. I mean, there you go. He's uh, he, he's just, he's decided to make the turn and. Kudos to Fondango. He loses to uh, he he loses to Stardust, which again is kind of wobbling in the mid card. Nothing for him, but he says, you know, I've he, he drops Rosa Mendez. He reintroduces the uh, you know the the original Fondango music. The London crowd goes fandangoing, and the crowd goes bananas, and it works, and people people love it, and uh, it was good to see, and I'm a fan. Yeah, I, I, you know, that's your boy. You held Hi. on, and 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 you, you you know you held on. You kept the faith in Fandango. And it seems like they're trying to do something with them. So kudos to your dedication of being a Fondango fan. And we finally, we're finally seeing some progression in this guy. I think the, the, the baby first turn is two years too late. But I think he should have turned face a couple of years ago during the London crowd when they were Fondangoing. I think that that was a, a fantastic era and, and time to turn him face. But – they're trying. They're you know they're going back to it, and hopefully it works. I, you couldn't have wiped the smile off my face, and I, I said it on this show on Pancakes and Power Slams. His new gimmick that he had with the Spanish, whatever, just it wasn't. I wasn't even interested. I said, please go back to what you were. There was something there, 
and there was something there. <laughs> and it showed it last night. That it was great. He is the only T shirt that I have currently of the WWE roster since Degeneration X and Stone Cold Steve Austin. So kudos to that. Kudos to you, Fondango. You are my man of the week. And uh, that uh, that was that was the best moment of Raw. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, <laughs> yep, I uh, I agree, man. Uh, it, it's uh, it, it was a. It, I don't know what they're gonna do with it, but hey, I, I'm I'm willing I'm willing to give it a chance. I really am. I'm willing to give it a chance. I'm willing to experience this move into Fandango coming back. I don't know if he's going to have a manager. It would just make sense for Fondango to have a manager. I don't, you know, Summer Rae's more of a heel, and Summer Rae is also, you know, kind of, you know, hanging out with, with Ms. Dow now. So, I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do with them. But, you know, it's it's definitely fun to see what they're going to do with them. And, uh uh, I, you know, like I said, I'm I'm willing to willing to hold on, man. Willing to give him a chance, and so uh, I'm excited about uh, where where it's going to go. Next, we have uh, Seth Rollins defeating uh, Kane. Uh, I mean, this had to be one of the most lousiest, crappy segments that I've ever experienced on Raw. You have, I mean, what is he fighting? Is he fighting being the director of operations? Is he fighting, you know, is he fighting protecting Seth Rollins? Is he fighting the mean Max Kane? What is he fighting? And just, you know, him going back and forth with himself, really, ended up choke slamming Seth Rollins. And then still laying down for him at the at the very end. Just weird segment, you know, if it's for the rebirth of, you know, a dark masked cane. I really don't understand. I mean, I really don't understand what the purpose is to make it an important anymore. And I you know, I I could have done away with this. I, I could have I could have been done without this segment. I really could have. Because who really cares? At the end of the day, who really cares that Kane is potentially going back to mass Kane? I mean, is is it really that important anymore? No, it's not important. It hasn't been important for a long time, and neither has Kane. And that's a shame to say. I mentioned earlier the same thing about the big show, and it's you can't believe anything that Kane does anymore. That's going to be some shocking big thing because, I mean, pretty much they've marketed him as an afterthought. And it's it was a dumb segment. And, again, another low point on Raw, not as bad as RKO defeating the champion, tag team champions, but just another point they could have done away with. When they just had an excellent segment with Fondango, they had to do another pooper and have this happen. It's just... Bad writing last night in Raw. I just, you know, that's hard to say. But Kane is just irrelevant anymore, and you just can't really get behind or believe anything that's going to happen because you know it, it's just Kane. Yeah, uh, yeah, uh, sad, 
<laughs> very, very, very sad. Um, but you know, uh, we'll, we'll see. We'll see where it goes as far as um, the the Kane thing and where it's leading to. And you know, hopefully it's not like a Kane versus Big Show thing. I, I really hope it's not. Because I don't want to see the I don't want to see Kane versus Big Show again. That would be absolutely horrible. Um, and then finally, we we get um, well two 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 more uh, things. Actually, a few more. Right back defeating Luke Harper by disqualification. Dean Ambrose appears post match and attacks Harper. Really building more of the Luke Harper and 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 Dean Ambrose thing. But where's where the where does that leave right back? Where, where does Ryback go in all of this, and what's the point of uh, of really, you know, having Ryback be inserted in any of this stuff if we're just going to, yeah, yeah, it, 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 it doesn't it doesn't really matter that Ryback is even involved. Any at all, and it, and it's really really sad that they're just kind of putting Ryback in the shelf for right now, and Luke Harper and Dean Ambrose still doesn't mean much. And so I really really don't understand what they're going to do. I mean, you're you're trying to make the mid card important still, but you have legitimate people who can really benefit from being a mid card champion like Ryback. You're just going to – I mean, there's – we're going to talk about Dean Ambrose. There's nothing going on for Ryback right now, nothing. And it's really, really sad. I mean, you know, who's who's the guy that Bray Wyatt's talk about as far as new new face of fear, the dedication? Who's that – you know, some people are saying Roman Reigns. You know, it may be, but Roman Reigns is true with Big Show. And I'm sure that they don't want to just leave Bray Wyatt without a match. So he may be even talking about Ryback. I would actually be okay with that, you know, if he fused with Ryback. And, you know, at this point, it gets to the point where Bray Wyatt is over enough as a character that he doesn't always – he can lose. And he Ryback losing would hurt Ryback more than Bray Wyatt losing because Bray Wyatt can just start say, you know – have more cryptic, you know, promos and pick somebody else to feud with. But at this point, Ryback, it's, it's kind of more of a sink or swim thing with him. Once again, you made him a baby face again. You have the opportunity to make him important. But again, you fail on booking him, right? And now he's still, oh, once again, wallowing in the mid-card division, wallowing in just obscurity, why are they failing again to book Ryback? Because they don't know what to do with any of these guys. It's like they've got so much mid-card talent now that they don't – there's just too many of them for them to really have proper storylines that they should have. But it shouldn't be that difficult. Ryback, I mean, he's a powerhouse. I mean, the guy should be in the run for, for titles and not just People like Luke Harper and yada yada yada. It just it doesn't make any sense, and they're failing with Ryback just like they have with Dean Ambrose. Like I'd mentioned earlier, Bad News Barrett. I mean, there's just so many people they're burying that just get totally 
taken away? I mean, what happened to Jack Swagger? I mean, it's been a couple weeks since we've seen him. The dude is a behemoth. He can legitimately be a great mid-card champion, or at least be in the run, or at least talk about it, but they don't. He's done. He's been beaten so many times. It's it's really such a cluster right now, and like nobody really has any direction for anyone. It's just a free for all, and, uh, and the fans can tell because I mean it's hard. Who can you get behind in the mid card? I mean the fans seem really split. Of course, everyone loves you know Dolph Ziggler's almost there. He's not at the Daniel Bryan level yet, but even Daniel Bryan seems like he's almost lost, and he's the IC champion. However, it's, you know, he was a world champion not too long ago. I, it's just it's kind of a state of corruption now, and I think everyone's just trying to get their feet out of the mud. Yeah, sadly, now, I don't know how they're going to recover from this for sure. I, I just don't know. <laughs> I really don't know. I mean, it's it's a perfect time to really make them important, but just nothing. They're just they gave up. They're just giving up for their mid-card division. When you're supposed to make, you know, and, and I reported on the Crave Wrestling Facebook page today that, uh, you know, there's many, many reports that, you know, they're they're protecting Daniel Bryan at the moment because he's still hurt and he's still injured. So they they still want to make sure that that's the reason why he hasn't been on Raw. That's the reason why he's been competing in like six-man matches because he's still rough. I mean, you know, he's still roughed up. He's in bad shape. Uh, so now is a, is a perfect time to really push the Nevels and the, uh, and, and the Dolph Ziggler's and the Rybacks, especially Ryback. You know, I don't know what the heck they're going to do with Eric Roman. Cause that guy is, is dead in the water. You know, speaking of Neville and Dolph Ziggler, you know, fire relief, fantastic match. I'm glad that Ziggler went over Neville. Cause I don't want Neville to come up, and just start beating up everybody just to have a very, you know, Evan Bourne style career the next six months. I, I like Neville a lot. I liked him in NXT, but I just don't see the writers making him a star. I mean, I, I love the fact that they're just showcasing his talent. He's a phenomenal talent. But I don't see him in main event matches in the next six months. I just don't. Um you know, beating Adam Rowe. I mean, beating people like Curtis Axel and, you know, so forth. Yeah, yeah, good. But at the same time, it really doesn't mean anything in the long run. They're, they're just showcasing his talent, which is great. Um, I like the fact that they put Dolph Ziggler over Neville because Neville's gaining some steam, but Ziggler really needs to maintain that steam in the Intercontinental title division. There's reports that Neville's going to be feuding with Miz coming up, which I think is a good person on the feud with. You know, the fact that JBL last week and Michael Cole this week keeps calling him Adrian Neville, I'm like, did you guys get the memo that he's not supposed to be Adrian Neville anymore? I prefer Adrian Neville. That's his NXT name. But, you know, if you're just going to switch names, it just taking an Adrian off, it, that just seems like just – it's just weird to me. It just seems just too petty to me. But that was a great talent. Um, I hope I'm wrong, but I don't see many event in this future anytime soon. I don't because, again, there's too many people in the mix. And, I mean, he's a great talent. I love that. And, again, I I want to point out the fact you mentioned that Dolph Ziggler won. That's great because 
to me, he's the more experienced. He's the more paid his dues. He's where he's at because of his talent. And uh, Neville still has a while to go, and he's going to have his time, but not right now. But you know, it's, he's just – I feel like he's going to just get lost in the mix. And I like the tirade I just went on not too long ago about the, the mid-card. It's, just, it's too much too soon. He deserves the spotlight, but it's just not the right time. I don't see him really being anyone we're going to be talking about six to eight months from now as far as, you know, main title picture, even main mid-card picture. Yeah, that's why that's why it goes back to the point of does NXT wrestlers really want to be called up? I mean, Lucha Dragons are being successful right now, and that came from nowhere because they were they've been teasing they've been up for a while really they've been kind of going back and forth and with main event and NXT, um, but you know the Raw and SmackDown crowd enjoys them a little bit better, um, but I mean. Does it really, I mean, if we're, if we're looking at just this newer, uh, you know, NXT crowd, is it really that, you know, successful as far as making something? Now, granted, you know, the original NXT crowd or the NXT crowd from, a, you know, a few years ago, like your, uh, of course, Steph Rollins, Roman Reigns, uh, Big E, Rusev, uh, Tyson, uh, uh, Cesaro, you know, those are all, you know, champions or recent champions and from the NXT, which is awesome. But, you know, people like Neville, uh, people like uh, Tyler Breeze, people like, you know, uh, you know, Baron Corbin, uh, you know, pe- people like... Uh, you know, you have your 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 uh, Jay Jordan, uh, Jason Jordans. You know, those are good. You know, NXT guys. I think I think Finn Balor would do pretty good. That's that's my guy. I think he'll do pretty good. Uh, but the majority of NXT people, uh, I don't think that they'll be main eventers. However, they have the opportunity to be their own person and their own identity in NXT. That's why I'm like. You know, I even wrote an article about it on Bleach Report. And, you know, uh, the, do NXT people really want to be called up? Because definitely won't be as popular as they are now in a more of a prominent role. Because NXT has definitely um, made itself a, a unique brand. So, um, and then of course, Sheamus. Back back to Ziggler and Neville. Sheamus uh, attacks po- both po- uh, both post match and bro kicks uh, Neville. Ziggler fights back, but gets broke kicked. Then lastly, we get the Rollins and Orton to choose stipulations. Rollins choose a RKO is banned, and Orton chooses a steel cage match. You know, we even we even talked about this for weeks in a roundtable discussion. I believe Ryan said something about just the steel cage match. Well, he said some of the latter matches, but the steel cage match. You know, it just seems like a beaten down gimmick as well. But you know, uh, I, we'll see. We'll see where it goes. I, I think uh, it'll be a good way to put Seth Rollins over, and you know, Randy Orton will do a good job doing that. Uh, yeah, the last segment was okay, and uh, Randy Orton's you know steel cage stipulation is fine. He can't do the RKO, 
Uh, it seems kind of like an easy thing to do. So it's. I'd probably assume that Seth Rollins will somehow win. I don't see him losing the title to RKO. Uh, like, if you got J and J scared, he'll be outside, I'm sure, and all kinds of stuff. But it's you know, I watched the pay per view, and it sounds like it's going to be a good build up to the feud, but it probably won't be over after this one. Yeah, I agree. Flavor of the week coming up. It is now time for the flavor of the week. SummerSlam 1992. You got a total of. Eight matches that occurred on uh, the 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 program. Wembley Stadium, London, England, fantastic crowd. You know, just filled from from east to west. And you had the show starting off with the Legion of Doom defeating Money Inc. in a tag team match, rolling out in their in their Harleys. Nails defeating Virgil, squash match. You got Shawn Michaels de- uh, defeating well, was a double count out because it was a uh, n- neither one of them were, were able to hit him in the face. That was quite weird. Natural Disasters defeating the Beverly Brothers for the tag team championship. Now this match didn't make much sense to me because the Natural Disasters were strong heels and then. The Beverly Brothers were were heels as well. It just was it was just a weird kind of combination of matches. The Crust defeating the Repo Man, uh, uh, Warrior and Savage was a good match. It was almost a half an hour, um, but uh, Randy Randy Savage retained his title because he lost by countout. Tatanka defeating the Berserker in a short match. Undertaker defeating Kamala by DQ in a short match. That was just, those were just kind of throwaway matches. And then, of course, at the end, it lasted for over 25 minutes. British Bulldog defeating Bret Hart, one of the most memorable matches in all of WWE history. Um, it was a it was a weaker card, but it was certainly atoned by Bulldog versus Bret, one of the best matches ever in WWE, in my opinion. I can totally go with that. And SummerSlam 92 wasn't, like you said, the card was a bit weak, but however, you had the, uh, the the main match, championship match, which was actually the Intercontinental Championship match. Yep. It was uh, absolutely phenomenal. And then uh, what you had uh, the Ultimate Warrior and Randy Savage. The decision was about to count out, really. It was, it was like a half hour long. We're sitting there, and it was all by count out. I mean, there had to yeah. be politics going on there. And Undertaker and Kamala, that was kind of a dud. That didn't even last, I don't know, five minutes of that. But the yeah, first yeah, that. Bulldog, oh, who was that? There was a boxer that came out with Bulldog. Uh, that was uh, Lennox Lewis. Holy, okay, yeah, Lennox Lewis came out. Mm. I mean, that was a good spot, but he defeated Bret Hart. I'm not sure how long did Bulldog have the championship, Intercontinental Championship. After that, it wasn't very long. Um, no, uh, he didn't have it for very long because, I, uh, if I'm not mistaken, he lost to Shawn Michaels. Uh, Shawn Michaels beat him for the Intercontinental Championship uh, shortly after. So. Yeah, 
it was it was a great SummerSlam. To me, ninety one SummerSlam was a better package as far as just the whole meat goes of it, meat and potatoes. But you know, the thing is, it was in London and Wembley, Bulldog being uh, actually, you know, he was the homeboy hero, and you know, mm-hmm. Bret Hart, you know, they were related. It was great. I mean, it was it was actually absolute poetry. And you're right, it was one of the best matches, you know, that you could ever hope for. I was happy with it. Actually, Bret Hart won the title, Internet Intercontinental title at 91, I believe, for Mr. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Which is probably the match of that SummerSlam. But getting back to SummerSlam 92, I mean, good for Bret Hart and Bulldog. I mean, they really pulled it out, and they, they brought the house down. Yeah, and I would certainly say that this was, uh, you know, Bulldog's defining moment. This was certainly uh, probably, you know, I still say that he was – uh, he had it. Bulldog had it for two months. He lost it to Shawn Michaels uh, at a uh, Saturday Night's main event. So uh, on TV, he had it for about two two and a half months because the Saturday Night's main event aired later, uh, about uh, two and a half weeks later. But it almost almost three weeks later, really. So, but yeah, he only had it for really like two months. So it was a short reign, but. You know, it, it still was fantastic. It was it was an amazing feeling. But there you go, ladies and gentlemen, 159 episodes in the books. Be sure to tune in. Continue to tune in. If you're, if you're listening, if you're listening right now on Pancakes Power Slams, there's a really good chance that you listen to it all the time, or somebody told you about it, and you found out about it, and you're still listening because you, you like it. So. Thank you to you, whoever's listening to it right now, whoever's listening to it, subscribing to iTunes, which you can subscribe to iTunes, follow us at Crave Wrestling, and also follow the Crave Wrestling Facebook page, man, uh, up to latest up-to-date news and, uh, you know, updates and just good stuff, really good stuff. And, of course, if you want to give, you know, if you want to, if you want to give so we can continue to go to uh, newer and greater heights, uh, give uh, through PayPal at Crave Wrestling. We we definitely appreciate it, ladies and gentlemen. 159. Thank you so much for continuing to support us. And until next week, God bless. Enjoy your week of wrestling. Daddy loves Ian Elijah, and you have a great night. Goodbye. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.